Welcome to this week's episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. Our first question this week comes from Rory. Over to you, Rory. Hello, my name is Rory and my number is Fiverr. My favourite hobby is cricket. And my question is, why is lava so hot? Hi, Rory. Thank you so much for sending in your question. You're completely right. Lava is unbelievably hot. Do you like playing Floor is Lava? It's my children's favourite thing to play. They watch it sometimes on TV and also turn our house into one giant Floor is Lava jumping all over the place like monkeys. (laughs) I sometimes play too. Don't touch the lava. Anyway, to help us with this excellent question, we have an author and volcano expert named Robin Andrews. He is a doctor of volcanology. That's difficult to say, isn't it? Volcanology. Can you say it? Volcanology. That just means that Robin is an expert in all things volcanoes. He's written a book about them, which I spotted in my local bookshop and dropped him a note because I thought he'd be the perfect person to answer your question, Rory. Over to you, Robin. Hello, Rory. It's nice to meet you. I'm Robin. I am a doctor of volcanology, which means I specialise in the science of volcanoes. And now I'm a science journalist, which means I write about things, including volcanoes, because they're the coolest. Now, why is lava so hot is a great question, because when you think of liquids, right, like water that you drink, it's not really that hot, actually. In fact, when it's in its solid form, when it's ice, it's very, very cold, so it doesn't seem like it takes a lot to melt the ice into water. The thing is, depending on what something is made of, um, it needs different temperatures to melt it. So if you think about a brick or something and you put it into the oven, it wouldn't melt. It would just get very, very hot. And that's because certain materials need a lot higher temperatures to melt than other things. Now, when you go outside and you see rocks and stones and things, they're fortunately not melting in the sun because they actually require a really high temperature to melt, really, really high. So the only things that can kind of melt rocks and stone are really, really deep underground, really, really huge natural furnaces, essentially. Um, And lava uh, used to be rock, basically. And when lava cools down, it becomes rock. So when you have lava coming out of a volcano, the reason it's really, really hot is because the rocks it came from, before those rocks melted, uh, require a really high temperature to melt, at least 800, 700 degrees Celsius, which is really, really, really hot. Um, So lava is really hot because it takes a really, really high temperature to melt the rocks that it comes from. So that's why lava is so hot. Great question. Hope that helps. Thank you 
so much, Robin. Ooh, just think deep down beneath our feet, there are huge stalls of hot rock, just like big ovens. How incredible is that? There are lots of volcanoes here in Indonesia where I'm living. There are two big volcanoes on the island. They're called Mount Agung and Mount Batur. A few years ago, Mount Agung started smoking and there was dust and ash all over the island. I certainly hope while I'm here that Mount Agung and Mount Batur behave themselves and stay nice and quiet. I hope that answers your question, Rory, and thank you, Robin, for such a brilliant answer. Next up, we have another hot topic. This question comes from Isla. Over to you, Isla. Hello, Molly. My name's Isla. I like skiing and gymnastics. My question is, what are fireworks made of? Hi Isla, wow, you have a beautiful name and it's great to know you love skiing. I like skiing too. I'm not very good at it, but I love the views of the snow when you're sailing down the slopes. It's so beautiful. What a great question, thank you. Fireworks are beautiful too, aren't they? They make lovely patterns in the sky and it's great to be with your friends around a bonfire watching fireworks, maybe with a hot chocolate. Let's take a look at what fireworks are made of. Well, at the bottom of the firework, we have the fuse. This is often sticking out the bottom of the firework. It's often a piece of paper or fabric you light with a match to get the firework going. With bigger and more developed fireworks, the fuse is started with an electric current. This is a safer way to start the firework because you can stand at a distance and press a button. If you're going to a big firework display with your family, the organizers normally use an electric fuse. Now, when the fuse is lit with a match or the button is pressed, it starts to burn. So the other parts of the firework catch light. The next bit is the charge, also called the motor. And this is the bigger bit of the firework above the fuse. The charge is designed to blast a firework up into the sky, sometimes at a distance of a few hundred meters at a few hundred miles an hour. That's super fast and high. So the firework needs a lot of power from the motor or charge. Now, normally people use gunpowder, which is made from a mixture of chemical elements like potassium, nitrate, sulfur, and charcoal. So we have the fuse, which you light, and then the motor or charge, which shoots it into the night sky. Next up, we have the part of the firework called the effect. This is the part above the motor, which makes the colorful show once the firework is safely high in the air. One firework will either have one effect, meaning one big explosion, or lots of effects which are packed into different compartments to go off in a sequence. When this happens, lots of little explosions go off at different times to make the firework look really exciting. I like those fireworks that have lots of mini fireworks in different directions. Do you? Finally, you have the head of the firework. This is the bit at the top that looks like a rocket. It contains more special effects to make the sequence of the firework exciting. So that's what fireworks are made of. To create the different colors, you use different chemicals. If you use sodium in a firework, it will make a yellow color. Copper or barium will make green or blue. Calcium or strontium makes a red firework. Which color is your favorite? I rather like the bright white ones myself. Well, there we have it. That is what fireworks are made of. I hope that answers your question, Isla, and thank you for sending it in. 
So we've learnt a lot about hot things this week, lava and fireworks. So now we're going to move on to a little special animal who lives in a hot place. Pandas! Everyone loves a panda. The next question is all about pandas and it comes from Alice. Over to you, Alice. My name's Alice and I live in England. My age is five and... I love dogs, cats, swimming and crafts. My question is, why do pandas eat bamboo? Hi Alice, it's great to know you love dogs and cats. I do too. Thanks for your question. Well, pandas are famous for eating bamboo. We all know it's their favourite food. But why do they eat it? As you said, Alice, pandas survive almost entirely on bamboo and Even though they descended from meat-eating carnivores, pandas are herbivores, meaning they just eat plants, mainly bamboo. According to the World Wildlife Fund, a charity who protects pandas in the wild, pandas eat from 26 to 84 pounds of bamboo every day. That's around 12 and 38 kilograms. Wow, lots and lots of bamboo. But why? Well, they eat it for two reasons. The first is bamboo isn't nutritious. Although the leaves are easy for pandas to eat, the tough and chewy stalk is more difficult and it doesn't have many calories in it. Calories are something that all animals, including humans, need because calories give you energy to do everything. Moving, sleeping, talking, laughing, studying, sport, whatever you like to do, you'll need some calories to do it. And bamboo doesn't have much. So pandas have to eat lots of it to get enough calories to fuel their bodies for their activities during the day. The second reason is bamboo is not very well processed by their digestive systems. Even though they're so big, pandas only have a very simple digestive system with a stomach and small intestine. Compared to other animals like cows who've got a very good digestive system, pandas are not good at digesting plants efficiently. So again, they need to eat lots of bamboo to get enough nutrition for their bodies to work. So if it's so hard for bamboo, If it's so hard for pandas to digest bamboo, why don't they eat something else? Well, bamboo is everywhere in a panda's natural habitat. It grows quickly, so it's a good thing for pandas to eat because they won't starve because there's always bamboo around. Some scientists think pandas eat it because of an adaptation millions of years ago. We talked about adaptations a few weeks ago. They happen in an animal to make them better prepared to survive predators or environmental change. Millions of years ago, scientists think that there was a lot of extinction amongst animals across China. So the ancestors of pandas started to rely on bamboo as one of the only plants left to eat. It was a clever adaptation to help pandas survive. And this adaptation has lasted to today's pandas. Pandas' bodies are designed to eat bamboo. They've got strong jaws, a dense skull, strong teeth and big muscles to break up and eat bamboo. And they also have specially developed wrist bones which help them grip bamboo stalks to eat it. So there we go. That's pandas and bamboo. I hope that answers your question, Alice, and thank you for sending it in. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to the amazing volcano expert, Robin Andrews, for explaining to us about lava. And a big thank you to Rory, Isla and Alice for this week's questions. Remember, if you have a question you would like answered on the show, just 
get a grown-up and borrow their phone and then record yourself saying your name, your age, a bit about yourself, and then get the grown-up to email me your audio file or your video and send it to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. You can check out the show's website, everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Remember, get yourself a copy of my book, Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year. The paperback has just come out in the UK and makes a wonderful Christmas present, or it's available in hardback in lots of different languages in different parts of the world. Have a wonderful week pondering pandas, playing Flora's Lava, and maybe spotting a firework or two. I'll be back next week answering more curious questions for children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Thank you and goodbye.